All right, guys. Today on Carthos with David, I've got another uh, great interview for you here. Uh, we have Maureen Pizzotti, who is a uh, hip, been a hypnotherapist for 13 uh, years. Uh, she also has written uh, 10 books and uh, 35 uh, CDs, as well as published a paper at UCLA. And I'd like to uh, bring her on to go and uh, do a much more in-depth introduction, and then we'll get started with the interview. Hi. Thank you for having me on, Dave. Oh, well, it's, a, it's certainly a pleasure to have you here. And, uh, yeah, if you can just tell everybody a little bit more about what you do, and then we'll uh, we'll get started. Wonderful. So as a hypnotherapist, I am I'm a bit of a nerd because I like to study, and I I have taken – as many upgrades as possible in my career. So I am at a master's level in hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, therapeutic guided imagery, and Reiki energy. I love being there for the individual who's at a crossroads in their life, the ones who know that something's going to give and they don't know what's going to give. I am here to be the secret weapon, although I don't want to be a secret. <laughs> And I am here to help with as many people as I can in different aspects of their life, with different genres of topics. And I love every moment of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you definitely, uh, definitely have dove into uh, into the whole process of it. Uh, what what brought you to uh, to this point of actually um, getting into uh, these these fields of study. It helped me. Many years ago, I had gotten injured at work. And you know how people get carpal tunnel? Yes. I ended up having cubital tunnel, so I injured my elbows. And this became one of the worst disasters I could think of. I ended up having five surgeries on each arm, total of ten. It was Basically, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Long story short, after six years of pure hell, 25,000 pills and 10 surgeries, they washed their hands off me. They had nothing else to offer me. So I ended up being 100% disabled on Social Security with a lifetime supply of medication and bye-bye. And I was 30. And I was not ready to give up. And what happened was I stumbled on hypnosis, had no clue what it was. And in two sessions, the pain was done. Wow. I mean, and that's that's uh, incredible because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people can really relate to that, um, you know, with all of mm -hmm. the, the injuries in work nowadays. Um Medicine mm -hmm. and, and traditional thinking only really get you so far in some of those cases. Mm -hmm. And I was on five medications, maxed out on all doses, and I got the fact, I mean, I get it till today, that the max doses of every medication I was on did not reduce the pain. So when people come to me with chronic pain and people come to me addicted to opioids, my heart goes out to them because I know where they are. And that one of the things I do offer is side effect free pain management. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's uh, you know always something that people like uh, to to hear too, because uh, especially with any medications, you know, you see these commercials now, and it's like, uh, do I really want to take this because the side effects sound worse <laughs> than the actual uh, you know problem that it's it's trying to cure? So it's horrific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a medication. I am not joking. And if you have children here right now, do not listen to this part. There's one medication, and they say this on TV, and this is the piece that gets me. Because through imagine imagine the board meeting. You have the board of directors, and you have the marketing agent going, well, I'm going to do this, and if you approve it, this is going to be on national TV. And it was approved because it is on TV. And these are the side effects that they think are appropriate. And they have been on TV because I cannot make this up. If you're a man and you start lactating or grow breasts, call your doctor. That's the side effect they think is appropriate. Yeah, I really definitely don't think that I would you know, <laughs> would you want to I mean? take whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've heard de- so several now, side effects <laughs> like that. Yeah, so now the only side effect with hypnosis is relaxation. Can you afford to be relaxed a little bit more in life? I think pretty much anybody on earth can. <laughs> That's why I do what I do. Correct. That's why I do what I do. The worst case scenario, the worst complaint I will ever get in my career is, man, I feel relaxed. I can live with that. <laughs> right, yeah. And, I mean, you know, and a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, I believe personally, uh, because I have been there uh, from a stress point of view at my job where, you know, the mind can make you just as sick or – um, you know, messed up as any any illness, really. You know, I was, mm-hmm. my, I mean, my manager one time actually came up to me and was like, David, seems like there's something wrong with you. Are you okay? Do we need to talk? And we went into a, a, a conference room and, you know, he was like, yeah, you need to go, probably go see a therapist. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you, you need mm-hmm. some help because you are severely stressed out right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a known fact that stress aggravates 98% of diseases. So if people with a regular life are pre-diabetic, pre-cardiac patients, pre-fill-in-the-blank, stress can take them over the edge. Now, stress, the definition of stress is anything you can't handle. So you could be fine, but if on the wrong day, and you are sensitive, you being, you know, every person on this planet, if you're sensitive to traffic and you're already running late and you go on the freeway and it's a parking lot, that's stressful. If you're sitting at a desk and you're a student and today the piece of paper in front of you is titled a test, that's stressful. If you're really good at your job but you know that you're not comfortable presenting and you're in front of 30 people, that's stressful. You know the biggest fear in the state is public speaking? I believe it. (laughs) Do you know that the person giving the eulogy would rather be in the casket instead of giving the eulogy? 
I did not, but I could, I could definitely understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much different would it be if you just stood up and shared what you needed to share while your heart rate is being still within normal limits, while your pulse, your breathing are within normal limits, while your hands are still dry and cool, while you can actually conjugate a sentence without sweating through your suit? That's what hypnotherapy offers. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's, I mean, that's, you know, huge for a lot of people because I, I do know a lot of people that fear, you know, public speaking, uh, you know, in, in my current job, we have, uh, you know, training classes that we have to give sometimes and, you know, uh-huh. they'll be like, oh, we need, we need volunteers. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, no, 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 not me, not me. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, I, yeah, I'm like, well, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, you're just basically reading what's off of a screen and then, uh, you know, waiting for the people to complete it and then you move on to the next screen, you know. So um, not that I don't feel, you know, slightly nervous whenever I've done it, but at the same time it's more like, you know, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, because it is my job. But, yeah. See, one of the things, I, I understand the journey. I used to be shy. I used to be so shy, they, they forgot me in class. But then it came to the point that if I wanted to succeed, I had to speak up. But there's 50% of the population that knows exactly what I'm talking about. They want to make VP. They want to make senior partner. They want to become a supervisor or manager. But they die a thousand deaths when they think about having to stand up and speak up. And that's all basically programming set from their unconscious mind before they turned eight years of age. Now, do you think that you're the same person you were when you were eight? Definitely not. Uh, a lot of stuff happens between eight and uh, 18, 20, 30, <laughs> 40. Exactly. A lot of life changes. Exactly. Yeah. But think about computers. If you're trying to run Photoshop on a computer that only has DOS, can you make Photoshop happen? No, because I don't even think Photoshop existed back then. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So you have to upgrade the programming system. You have to upgrade the operating system to get the computer to merge in what you want to do with it today. So all that hypnotherapy does is upgrade your unconscious mind programming to match the person you are today with the goals you have today so then when your conscious and unconscious agree and are in alignment, then you just go ahead and do it. There's no resistance. There's no hassle. There's no trepidation. There's no self-doubt. You just step up and do it. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what gets a lot of people is that that internal, you know, self doubt. I mean, I I know personally, you know, I'd struggled with that for several years. Like, oh, you know, I shouldn't, you know, I can't speak. How could I do a podcast? I can't write well. How could I write a book? Things like that. And just, you know, I eventually had to say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to put that to the side and go ahead and do it. And a lot of people ask me, they're like, "What's your secret? How did you do this?" And I'm like. I just mm-hmm. stopped listening to myself. 
you know, mm-hmm. I changed my mm-hmm. thought. And instead of just thinking I can't do it, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it, you know. Uh-huh. Now, the thing is this, it took sheer will, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, it took uh, a lot of force of will to make that happen. <laughs> How much time did it take? Um, actually, people have been telling me to write a book for many years, um, but I just never felt like I had anything worth writing. Um, but I'd say probably, if I had to put it down to a time, probably about 10 years uh, between getting to the point where I thought, yeah, I could write a book to actually writing the book. So hypnotherapy would have shortened those 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And And what uh, happens is people look at life, right? They go, oh, someday, oh, sooner rather than later, or the fact that reality shows they choose later rather than sooner. And in my opinion, my mere mortal humble opinion, why not make it now? Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, why today, not make it now? Today is the best day to start doing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've written ten, and my life. For people who know me, they can tell you my life is crazy. I am humbled to say that I am booked beyond belief, and yes, I always want more people to help. So my only week off from clients is the Christmas is the week between Christmas and New Year's. So not this year, not seven, not 18 to 19, but 17 to 18, I had a week between, I worked the 24th because people actually booked. And so the 24th in the afternoon, I was off. And I knew I was off through January 2nd. And I had planned that I would use that week to start book number 10. This book called Invisible to Invincible was written in six and a half days. Well. Because I can't say, I can't recommend you to use hypnotherapy if I'm not using it. So I do. (laughs) And (laughs) when things happen, you know, people ask me, did you sleep? Oh, of course I slept. But because I use the tools that I know work for everybody else, and of course they work for me too, then efficiency is the name of the game. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. A lot of people, when it comes to, like, writing books, a lot of people have this mindset where they think writing a book can take years or or whatever to do. You know, it's just a long, drawn-out process. But when your mind and your your soul and your body and everything is aligned – yeah, you, know, you can go through mm-hmm. it quite quickly. You know, and, exactly. You know, a lot of you, a lot of people were really surprised. You know, when they found out how far along I was in my book, and of course it's being edited right now. But uh, and I've written a Good. couple other books since. But um, fantastic. But uh, you know, a lot of people were surprised. They're like, "Oh, it only took you a couple months." And I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, and they're like, "Well, how, what do you write? Like ten hours a day?" I was like, "No, I wrote an hour a day." <laughs> you know, uh-huh. a couple couple days a week, and you know, I knocked it out. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, because, of course, it was my first time writing a book, so I didn't really know what the rules were or how I should portion out my time. So I was just like, oh, an hour a day seems fair. <laughs> well, it worked for you. Yeah, absolutely. 
that's just the success. Now, I had I had somebody, a mentor of mine, said, for people to trust you, they need to get to know you. So that's what number 10 is about. Invisible to invincible takes you. It's almost like a mini memoir of where I used to be, who I used to be, and how I became me now. Because we all transform. We all go through the journey of life, right? And with the book, it's meant on purpose to connect with many, many, many people. So there's every kind of topic in there to share, all through, by the way, but to share how I've had my valleys and I've had my dings and scratches. And if I can do this, so can they. Yeah, I mean, and and that's uh, I I think that's always a powerful book to write for anybody, just simply because, like you said about your mentor, you know, it allows them to get to know you. But at the same time, they see, oh, you know, this person's, you know, they've had problems, they've overcome, you know, they like you said, mm-hmm. the valleys and and the and the mountaintops, and you know, it just gives people that reassurance that, like like you said, if they can do it, so can I, and that's, you know. That's kind of also the point of this podcast, too, is just to help people realize that, you know, there there are normal people out there doing extraordinary things every day, and, you know, these are the ways how they do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Life is – I find life to be very interesting. The British have a saying, man proposes and God disposes. We have all the plans in the world, but we have to go by with what really happens. So even though our destination might be over to the right, if you're geared over to the left and life shoots you out to the left, you have to kind of follow to the left. Mm-hmm. There was a study yeah. that showed, a study looked into different ages, different socioeconomic groups different levels of education, different industries. And the only thing that differentiated a person who succeeds and one who doesn't was none of those topics. It was something called grit, the ability to persevere. Now, grit is very important because grit is dependent on what we call self-identity. Grit comes down to, can I do this? Am I willing to do this? Am I worthy to receive the, the, the result? Am I deserving of the result? And that's all unconscious. And if for some reason it's been planned or planted in you that at three or four, somebody yelled at you for something, and the label went in and stuck. Is it fair for you to keep holding on to that label? Not at all. <laughs> and that's what happens with people. Something they don't even remember. 
system, of course. And for the life of them, they have no idea why they're not on course. And it's all because, unconsciously, they they held on to that one comment, that one remark, that one adjective. And with hypnotherapy, that all can be removed. And new words that you choose because you know who you are now are, are upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's really, you know, the, the, the key because so many people think like, you know, and I hear this all the time, you know, like, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, this is my lot in life or these were the cards I was dealt. You know, I hear those sayings all the time from people and I'm like, just because it's the cards you dealt doesn't mean you can't cheat. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, play the game by your rules. Don't let don't let mm-hmm. somebody else's rules uh, confine you into a box that you can't get out of or you think you're not good enough to climb out of. You know, that, that box was made by somebody else, not by you. Mm-hmm. If I had to go to the doctors today and they had to run the tests on my arms, they would find permanent nerve damage. But if you met me in person, unless I told you what had happened, you would not know that something's wrong with my arms. I can't really lift a desk. I can't lift heavy things. But I can live without lifting heavy things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, you know, most people don't actually lift, lift desks on a regular basis, so you might not notice that. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Thank you for that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, so absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is you know, when you overcome that, you know, in your mind and, and realize that, you know, this is just a label somebody's trying to put on you, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely changes changes the way your mind perceives it because your mind controls your body, it controls your nervous system, it controls all of everything. It controls everything in your life. Yeah. Now, the only thing is this, that spark within you, the energy, you know, we call it soul. Chinese Mm -hmm. medicine calls it chi. That spark within you, that's what keeps you going. Now, that spark is the engine and your personality is the rudder, you can have the engine going, but if you don't change the rudder's direction, you're going to go in the wrong place. Yeah. And it's up to the individual to say, I don't want this anymore. I want better. This doesn't work for me anymore. I want better. And then you you change that direction and you move in a in a new mm-hmm. a new way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The golden rule for a therapist is the client has to want to want it. In thirteen years, I have literally worked with thousands of people. Out of these thousands of people, three did not get results. One, two, three. 
You know why? I'd say because they didn't want it. Precisely. It, it blows my mind when I'm used to having clients who come to me with, I'm sick and tired of this, help me change it. I smoked three and a half packs a day, I need to quit. They quit in one session. I am addicted to carbs, I am sick and tired of falling for the stupid carbs, get me off of them. They don't touch carbs ever again. One lost 70 pounds that I can think of the top of my head. Another one lost 40. I'm sick and tired of taking pain pills. Help me manage the pain with hypnosis. Instead of taking the opioids, they listen to recording. That's the kind of person I'm looking for. Those are the people who I work with. I have professionals who tell me I'm at this level in my career. I want better. I want VP. I want senior VP. I want to be. The CEO, the COO, the CFO. That's who I work with because I love giving results. So when somebody comes to me with an ulterior motive of saying, well, let me just pretend, and then I can tell everybody it doesn't work. Those I remember. Three in 13 years. Yeah, there's there's always going to be those people out there that no matter how wonderful something is, they're just, just going to be contrary for the sake of being contrary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and neurolinguistic programming, they're called mismatchers. And in hypnotherapy, we call them contrarians. I actually got that pretty close then. <laughs> Yes, you got me. Did you drill there? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is, is if people are really willing to change, they can. Um, and I think really a lot of people's unwillingness to change comes from, you know, partially from our our olden days hunter gatherer, where you know, change or or something scary could be dangerous and life threatening to us. You know tens of thousands of years ago, and then also from, you know, we see all of these, you know, things like, you know, people talk about change is good, change is good, so then there's always going to be that mindset of, well, is change really good, is it really better, you know, that skepticism as well that we harbor for what advertisers tell us uh, sometimes, you know, especially, well, like, well, I, I wish people were more skeptical about those those medicines that have all those weird side effects. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we're caught in a little bit of a dilemma. Physiologically, we are wired to maintain what's called homeostasis, the need to stay the same in the context of the physical body, to stay at 98.6, is for life. If I go from 98.6 to 104, I'm risking burning alive. The fever is too hot. So, my body sweats to create a cooling sensation to bring the fever down. If my body temperature goes from 98.6 to 96.6, I'm shivering to keep the body temperature at 98.6 where I can function and stay alive. 
homeostasis from the physiological perspective is actually quite good. Homeostasis from the mental perspective, as in psychologically, as in life, backfires. We have what's called the pain-pleasure principle, which means we avoid pain and we seek pleasure. Only pleasure in the unconscious mind is all the experiences we've already lived through. So if somebody is working on breaking through financial struggle, they're, let's say they're making 50000 a year, and they want to make eighty five. But it doesn't matter what they do. They fight and they struggle and they work hard and they go for interviews. They can never break it because the unconscious mind knows what living on 50000 is, has no idea what living on 85000 is. So instead of helping you, because the conscious mind wants the 85 and the unconscious only accepts that 50 is good, the discrepancy is that the conscious mind is 12% of brain of the brain power, and the unconscious is 88. So if 88 is fighting the 12, who do you think is going to win? Uh, the 88. <laughs> Every single time. And that's why people struggle. And that's why they bang their hands against the wall, because they want that 85, and they have no clue why they can't make it to 85. Now, ironically speaking, that's something that the unconscious mind takes to incredibly well. So with a one, a few sessions, they'll make 85. It's incredible how they just launch into abundance. Hypnotherapy is known to be the shortest therapy for the most permanent change. And that's why I like it, because I like results. So homeostasis, tell me. Oh, oh, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, that's, that's obviously the quickest results, the easiest results. It's obviously a lot of times the, uh, the best results. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. use what works, yeah. Exactly. So when it comes to homeostasis, we do need to say the same. 98.6 is really important. But... Life-wise, we don't have to stay the same. Financially, we don't have to stay the same. Habit-wise, we don't have to stay the same. I mean, we know today smoking is one of the worst possible things to do on this planet for your health. Releasing people from the habit of smoking is one of my biggest joys. So it's something we can definitely do. And it's something that I really thrive. And the funny part is people are always surprised by this. Of course, I do in-person sessions, but I also do phone sessions and Facebook, uh, FaceTime sessions and Facebook audio and video messenger. It works all over the place. I have clients everywhere. I have clients from Russia to New Zealand to Curacao to Chile, everywhere. And it happens. Wow. Yeah, that's something I would not have guessed just because, I guess, it's something you don't think about. <laughs> yeah. But I, 
I don't see why it wouldn't work, you know, thinking about it right now. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do something a little differently than most. My sessions are always 60 to 75 minutes. I like focusing on the client. I want to listen. I want to pay attention. I don't want to have my attention on the clock. And if the client needs an extra five minutes for the unconscious to feel comfortable to give me that particular word, phrase, sentence that will open the vault for me, they're going to get the extra five minutes. I also do something where I gift them the recorded personalized hypnosis for them. Okay. So like the uh, the actual recording of the session, you just buy that yes, so they can listen to it. Well, I, I email it to them, and sure. their homework is to be to listen to the recording repeatedly as they fall asleep. So suggestions are reinforced, and then as suggestions are reinforced, the success occurs faster. Gotcha. Yeah, and that also makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I believe in empowering the client. And so, um, as far as the, uh, you know, the sessions go and what you, what you do, uh, you know, how, how is it the best way for people to get a hold of you to, to engage you on that level as far as, you know, learning more about this? And you, you, I'm, you have your books, I'm sure, as well, but where's the best place to find all of that information so that they can learn more about it? Sure. Maureen Tizani.com. So M-A-U-R-E-E-N-P-I-S as in Sam, A-N-I, dot com. If they want to text me, it's 619-252-2253. I am always picking up the phone. The only reason I don't pick up the phone is that I'm in session. I surprise people by picking up the phone Saturday evening. And you hear the stilt and the, the stalling in their voice like, um, um, I, I didn't expect you to pick up. And then jokingly I say, do you want me to beep? <laughs> and then they're fine. <laughs> but I'm everywhere. Maureen Kazani on Facebook. Pro Thrive Science-Based Hypnotherapy is my business page. Pro Thrive SBH.com is my website. You can also go through it through MaureenPizani.com. LinkedIn, I'm there. You have questions, find me, email me, text me, send me smoke signals. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. And I'm actually here to help everyone have that transformation from existing to thriving. So this is me ready to be of service, eager to guide and help. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show and, and sharing this this uh, information. And, I mean, it's just really, you know, so many people, you know, what I want to do with the show is to help people, you know, grow and thrive and get past that point. And that's why bringing on people like yourself is so important because, 
these are the ways to get to that point for some people and and to find that that talent and that uh rudder you know in their journey you know where they can finally go where they want to go not just where they think they have to go that's perfect and by the way if anybody <laughs> wants speaking engagements you you're an event planner you're the hr of a big company i can help i can help in raising sales i can help in raising closing or close closing ratios contact me ask me we'll find out if we connect if we align and we'll take it from there that sounds amazing so so again thank you so much maureen for coming on the show and uh, thank you for I really having appreciate me on. it Oh, you're most welcome. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle Publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.